This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live once again, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, April 22nd. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who started this retro picture thing yesterday, and now apparently he's going to hold me to my word, Jason Shepard. Yes, of course. Look, I had to go through this yesterday, my fifth grade picture. Uh, We decided to broadcast uh, to millions of people. Uh, So why not bring you into the fun? (laughs) And uh, and to to your credit... You could have, you know, look at this. Look at that. <laughs> there are a couple of things I would like to point out about this fifth grade yearbook picture. First of all, where's your Don Johnson look? Okay, the top button is done up. Jerem's like, I knew it. I knew Spencer liked the top button look. <laughs> okay, but again. Top I, button, I no collar, though. Yeah, exactly. No collar. Totally different, right? Not really. It's still top button. The collar (laughs) with the top button takes it next level. Uh, The purple with the lime green outline. How do you feel about that? I'm fine with it. Look, I'm fine with it. What what year would this have been? Uh, 1992. 1992. That was, look, 1992, you Uh had like the lime green, the hot pinks. Those were colors that people were wearing. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> We've got a side-by-side uh, now of both of us right. from our fifth-grade pictures. You, fortunately, had oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the sweet perm in the back going. <laughs> well, I, I, we had the perm. Whether it was the sweet perm, I don't, I don't know. Should we do it? We, what we should do is who wore, who wore fifth grade better? <laughs> You've got the sport coat on, man. That's next level. Oh, boy. You were not messing around on picture day. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, you take that stuff seriously. <laughs> now my kids, they'll, they'll show up and, like, I think Bo one time was oh, wearing, boy. like, his Donovan Mitchell jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my other son was wearing, like, a Pokemon shirt, yeah, like, one of yeah. his pictures. Most of the time, I was really good about the whole yearbook picture thing, and my mom was very aware, but one time, one time we forgot, and I was wearing a Homer Simpson sweatshirt. <laughs> she was like, what were you doing? I don't, well, I you don't could know. Wear, we couldn't even watch The Simpsons in our home. You well, could wear the gear? Neither could we, really. Um, I'm not even sure if it was my sweatshirt. It might have been one of my friend's sweatshirts. And Ooh. Contraband sweatshirt. You know, that you got it now that is is captured forever. Yes. I think it was my seventh grade yearbook picture. (laughs) Homer Simpson. Oh, boy. Proud moment. Proud moment for me and for my family, Jason. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Today's show lineup. Does not include more Simpsons banter. At least we don't think or it will. Or pictures of us when we were children. But it does include Zach Wilson. We are one week from the NFL draft. What is his range of emotions like right now as he prepares for one of the biggest days of his life? And uh, is there anybody that doesn't want to sponsor Zach Wilson? We talk about his recent signings with Nike and uh, Chipotle, among other things. Martha Epinesa, if you don't know the name, you should know it now 
BYU fans, she is the latest hero in the rivalry series against Utah based on dramatics last night. And who's the alpha of the BYU football offense now that Zach Wilson is gone? Is it a running back? More on that in a moment. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter and others, Zach Wilson will attend the NFL draft in person. The draft, as Spencer just mentioned, begins one week from tonight in Cleveland, Ohio, where Wilson is expected to go number two overall to the New York Jets. Zach Wilson will join the show coming up in 15 minutes. Tyler Algier projected as the number 19 overall running back in college football going into the 2021 season. That according to 24-7 Sports. How about that? BYU's got a top 20 running back already projected in Algier. He rushed for 13 touchdowns, 1,130 yards last season. Much more on that in a moment. The MPSF Awards were announced in men's volleyball. Gabi Garcia-Fernandez wins Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Davide Gardini, Will Stanley, and Gabi Garcia-Fernandez were awarded first-team All-MPSF. Felipe Debrito Ferreira and Zach Eschenberg were on the second team, and Mickey Yauhainen was an honorable mention. By the way, the MPSF tournament play, it begins today in Provo at the Smith Fieldhouse with three matches. Jerem Jordan, Steve Vale. We'll have the call on flowvolleyball.tv. BYU does not play today. Their first match is tomorrow. BYU softball with an unbelievable comeback win against Utah last night in just a wild finish using back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the seventh inning to walk it off. It sounded like this. The 2-0. Epinesa! Left field! Gone! Walk it off, BYU! The Cougars beat Utah and have won 13 straight back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the seventh. The tenor of my voice doesn't often get to that range. You know, the Sean McDonough crack point? Yes. I'm just grateful my voice didn't crack, but I legitimately was stunned at the turn of events. Where does that rank in terms of of end-of-game calls for you? Because you've had... In, uh, in basketball against San Francisco, wasn't it Lexi Eaton? The half-court, the half-court buzzer, beater. buzzer beater. That was number two on SportsCenter's top ten. That was crazy. By the way, you've had a number two on SportsCenter. I've had a number two on yes, SportsCenter. Okay. Yes, you have. Okay, let's be honest. We did not have them. <laughs> Lexi Eaton and TJ Haas We, we, we were calling those games. Let's make that perfectly clear. We had nothing to do with the plays themselves. That's oh, pretty cool. That That's up there. I mean, I was leaving the ballpark last night, and it took a while to decompress because I was just trying to – figure out how it happened and why it happened and I was talking to Coach Eakin, but that's a top five moment for me as a play-by-play broadcaster just because you can't script it. It was crazy. And for those who don't know, Utah took the lead in the top of the seventh inning with a grand slam home run. BYU had a 5-2 to lead. Three outs, game's over. Uh, Let's go home. No drama. Utah loads the bases, hits a home run, takes the breath out of the stadium, and then BYU comes up and hits back-to-back solo home runs to walk it off. It was Wild. All right, well, let's keep it on the diamond. BYU baseball beginning a three-game series in Spokane tonight against Gonzaga. The Zags sit atop the WCC standings. BYU 6-6 six and six in conference play. You can listen live beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio. BYU women's golf back in action at the West Coast Conference Golf Tournament at Reflection Bay Golf Course in Henderson, Nevada today. 
BYU team has teed off and are currently in the middle of the first round with Anik Haskiewicz leading the way for the Cougs, shooting one under par through three holes. Good luck, ladies. And BYU track and field continues the Robison Invitational today on campus. Today's events are the women's heptathlon and the men's decathlon. BYU ready to roll, baby. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented today by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Psycho T. Apparently that's a nickname for Tyler Algier. We learned that from a few players on the team after the season, and Derwin Gray recently joined us and brought it up and said, Psycho T, man, he's coming back. He's going to be the real deal for BYU. Well, yesterday, 240 or 24-7 sports confirming that Algier is a top 20 running back projected for the 2021 college football season. Jason uh, saying as much as, uh, and, and I quote from the article, Algier is a rising prospect at the running back position and should enjoy an enhanced workload for the Cougars this season with quarterback Zach Wilson off to the NFL. That being said, there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Which brings up the following question, Jason. Uh, Will Tyler Algier kind of be the anchor of the BYU offense next year with Wilson gone? Look, I I think I'm going to say yes. And I think that you can – look, the way I interpret anchor, and when I think – when people use that phrase to talk about the anchor of whatever whatever it is, it's it's the steady player. It's the one that keeps everybody grounded – it's the one that you can count on regardless of the situation. And, and I, I think, because let's be honest, whoever the starting quarterback is, they're going to be coming in and, you know, fingers crossed they stay healthy. They're going to be starting their very first full season as a collegiate quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So that, whoever it is. So you have to have a rushing attack regardless of how good the passing attack is. It keeps everybody honest. So I, I think because Tyler Algier is going to be the lead guy, he's going to be that go-to back, I, I think the answer right now is yes. And the best part about Algier is he's proven that he's not in one of two categories. He's not in the physical category but doesn't have the speed or vice versa. He is a physical back that has the ability to pull away from you with his speed. So I, I like that. And, and we mentioned this in the, in the headlines. Algier, 150 carries last year, 1,130 yards, 13 mm-hmm. touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And by the way, only one fumble. Now, it was against Coastal Carolina, but one fumble was it. So I, I think, based off of the definition of what the anchor is, I think it probably is Tyler Algier. Seven and a half yards per attempt. It certainly brings a little bit of continuity to a BYU offense that loses, yes, Zach Wilson and Dax Milne and Brady Christensen, Chandon Herring, and Tristan Hodge. And you think, okay, five guys that all legitimately could end up, if not for sure on rosters, or on practice squads. Certainly you would think all of those guys are at the minimum going to get free agent contracts after the NFL draft. That is a chunk yes, it is. of your offense. So you look at what's remaining, what's coming back, and like, okay, Tyler Algier is kind of the old reliable. Still, because of football and the BYU offense, the way it is designed, Jason, they throw the ball a lot. And by default, I think the quarterback has to be the anchor. You can have somebody that will help relieve some of that pressure, which is Tyler Algier, 
And I know his workload will probably increase, but I just think because quarterback is what quarterback is, especially at BYU, the job itself includes the, the role of anchor. So whether it's Baylor Romney or Jaron Hall or Jacob Conover or Sol J. Mayava Peters, it, whoever the quarterback is, they step into that anchor role. And that doesn't mean Tyler Algier can't be an incredible second mate. We'll stay with the ship, you know, idea. Or maybe I should test your nerd knowledge, okay? Star Trek. You have Captain Jean-Luc Picard, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. Amazing character. Who's his second mate? It's William Riker. Yeah. Okay? Or if you go back to the original Star Wars, Spock is the second mate. Like, prominent character. Necessary. Awesome, right? So you're clearly a Star Trek over Star Wars guy then, because no. that's where you went. No, I'm just thinking of second mates. Okay. Like, is there a second mate in Star Wars? Eh, Chewie. Chewie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to call Tyler out here Chewie? <laughs> I mean, he is Psycho T. Okay. But you can have a solid second mate so that if the captain goes sure. down for a little bit, you can rely right. on them for a while. But you can't rely on them forever. You need a captain. Look, I, and I'm not like I don't think you're wrong, and that's why I think this is kind of a fun topic because when you have such a dominant player like Zach Wilson leaving the roster, it opens it up for a lot of different guys. Because I'll be honest with you, besides Tyler Algier, when we were discussing this conversation, and all of the all of the guys in terms of individual players, obviously I did think of the quarterbacks, whoever that's going to be. I thought of a guy like Isaac Rex, who I think is going to take a massive step forward. I am so excited about what Isaac Rex brings to this football team. You know, you, you thought you think about the Nakua brothers. So many pieces. Yes, so many. And look, and if we're if we're going to branch out and go away from just to be honest with you, I think the anchor of the offense, it's not a player, it's a position and it's the offensive line. Because that sets everything up. Yeah. That's what helped set up what Zach did last year. And it, it helped set up the running game. It's so, what blew things up yes, for Tyler Algier in a positive way. That's what way. I mean. So, like, if we're going to go beyond just an actual player, the, the anchor of the offense is From the offensive line group. position. Even more than a quarterback. I, well, I, th I think so. I think it plays such a role in every aspect of the offense I think that's where I'm going to go in terms of a position. But I, I don't think you're wrong by saying the, the quarterback. I just, I just think that for everything he brings, and as steady Eddie or steady Tyler in this situation, as he was last year, that you could just always count on him, not to mention behind him you have Lopini and you have Jackson McChesney and Hinkley Ropati and guys like, you know what I mean? Sure. So, like, this is this, – there's a lot of guys that I think can fall into this. So I don't know if necessarily there's one – right answer that like it is just definitive it's that answer you go through all of those names and again i finally feel like after five years of recruiting for kalani satake he has an experienced veteran and deep offense yeah i don't feel that way about the defense per se i feel like the ones and some of the twos on the defensive side are ready to go but when you get to some of the twos and threes there are some big question marks. The offense seems ahead. On the offensive yes, side, in that, in that I'm frame. looking at it and thinking, okay, BYU's in good shape, even though they lose Zach Wilson, which is crazy. But, yeah, the quarterback position, and I don't know how much the offense is going to change the nuances, how much they're going to put on the quarterback's shoulders, and they being Aaron Roderick and Fessy Satake with the passing game. But I would imagine that they're not going to want to go away from something that worked so well and uh, – it caters to 
all of the quarterbacks. Well, and Aaron we, Roderick said as much when we, we had him on the show and I asked, you know, we asked him the question about does, does the offense change depending on who the quarterback is? He says no. He says that we, we, we recruit to a certain style of play. Yeah. And so regardless, now there's each person's going to bring something different to the table, but that's the beauty of it. They're, you know, it's the, the offense doesn't have to change. You can rely on Spock or William Riker or, or Chewy. Chewy. Don't forget for a little while. Chewbacca. Right? You can rely on them for a little while, but you need your anchor. You need your captain and your quarterback to step in and field and become the anchor. Look, our producer Ben Bagley just dropped some knowledge that needs to be aired okay. on air. Oh, He's boy. 100%. The perfect analogy would have been Captain Hook and Shmi. <laughs> Shmi! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go down that route. Oh, my goodness. I love the pop culture references. I love this conversation so much. But now I'm thinking, like, okay, well, uh, back to Star Trek. Who's Scotty on the BYU office? I just can't do it, Captain. Like, like, who's who's that guy? We could be here all day, Jason. Yes, we We got stuff to do. We got stuff to do. Yes. Our question of the day. Who will be the anchor of the BYU offense this season? Let's hear from you, BYUSN, in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Beam me up on Twitter. Bruce Webster says, quote, Since the quarterback race is undecided, I'll go with Tyler Algier. I think he'll come back faster, stronger, and even more skilled. He'll force defenses to focus on him every time he's in the backfield, opening up the run-pass option. Hashtag BYUSN. Again, I think Algier can be the guy for a little while, but the quarterback needs to take on the role of anchor or captain at some point. Sure, Tyler might be the guy right now. That quarterback has to be the guy. Well, speaking of quarterback, coming up, no more Swiss Army knife for Taysom Hill? What? And Zach Wilson on his emotions one week out from the NFL draft. Don't go anywhere. Our latest conversation with Z-Dub on BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Baseball beginning a weekend series tonight at Gonzaga. Greg Rubel will have the call alongside Tuckett Slade at 9 Eastern on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM locally, as well as BYUCougars.com and the BYU Cougars app. Captain's Log, episode 1999. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. You see what we've done? You see I can't I believe did? that you shortchanged Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to the entire Wookiee clan. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to hear the end of yeah, it. The, the Wookiees, they're going to be don't, – don't check your mentions right now. You've upset them. <laughs> If you have no idea what we're talking about and are just joining us, then you need to go back and watch the first 15 minutes of the show. It'll all make sense. As mentioned, uh, we're live. However, recently we spoke with Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline as we follow his path to the NFL draft. We are one week away. 
What are his emotions like as he prepares for one of the biggest days in his life? Here's our weekly conversation with Zach Wilson. Zach, you're a very busy, busy guy and a traveling man. We've done interviews with you consistently from California, recently in Idaho. You've uh, gone to Arizona over the last little while. Where are you right now? Yeah, I'm back in Utah. I'm at uh, Strofe Formans. You know, the best gym I think you can go to. I, I really enjoy working out with these guys. You know, they're awesome. Uh, I'm actually mid-workout right now, so I figured I'd slide in and, and get the interview knocked out uh, in between one of my sets. So, <laughs> How's the workout going? Oh, it's exciting. Upper body pump is always the best day. You know, we don't, we don't love the leg days, but the upper body's great. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully you've caught your breath, uh, and we'll go here. We're nine days away from the NFL draft. How would you explain the range of emotions you are feeling as you look ahead to one of the biggest days of your life? Well, so exciting, right? I mean, this is uh, such a surreal feeling. Uh, the draft isn't even here yet, and, and my life has already changed so much. You know, I'm able to go and uh, do these fun things, go to these different events, you know, things I wouldn't have been able to do in college. And uh, I'm honestly just having a blast. You know, there's a lot of distractions, and I got to make sure I get in what I got to do to keep playing at an elite level. Uh, but I'm having a blast. You know, all of this stuff is, is a dream come true, seriously. This would have been finals week, so that juxtaposition is kind of <laughs> nice, right? Right. Oh, man, thinking it's finals week. I mean, I'm a lucky guy to not have to be studying for finals right now. That makes three of us. Uh, so we, we've seen different, um, you know, sponsorships come out. Nike football this morning. Congrats on that. That's big time, being able to be with Nike. We, of course, we love Nike at BYU. We've seen Chipotle. We've seen some teeth whitening. What am I missing, Zach? Oh, there's a whole bunch coming. I mean, you're going to have to check out. It's going to be all over the social media channel soon. But, uh, you know, the marketing stuff I'm excited for. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I love partnering up with some of these brands. I mean, they're awesome. You know, I get a lot of cool stuff from them, but it's also cool to be represented by somebody, you know, that I want to be uh, have a good relationship with. So it's, it's a great opportunity. I'm super excited to, to represent some of these awesome brands. What's the most obscure thing or, or uh, thing that's been presented to you that you were like, oh, I'll have to think about that? Yeah, well, at first, you know, so I got offered to do a deal for, for pre-draft stuff by this company called Active Environmental, a uh, pest control company based out of Provo. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a one-off deal, and and my marketing agency ended up turning it into a, a three-, four-year deal. You know, I don't know if they've announced it uh, completely yet, but what an awesome uh, partnership. You know, I'm super excited for those guys. And you would think, you know, pest control, you know, what, what am I doing with pest control? But what an awesome <laughs> business to be a part of. Right. You're just getting exactly. rid of those pesky so awesome defenders. Though. Right. Right. But, the, <laughs> but I mean, the relationships, <laughs> the relationships I've built with those guys is awesome. I mean, the company is growing uh, in, the, in the next couple of years. You know, they're going to be huge. I mean, they're going to you know, they're going to be a big time company. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm honored to be partnered up with those guys. I'm not sure if they've announced it yet, but I mean, they've done Tony Finau as well. They've got his uh, golf bag says active across of it across it so uh you know what a cool sponsorship to be with, to be with those guys you know a random one that i didn't think would happen but uh super exciting is it weird to think you're going to be more popular than tony finau in a, next week that's not true i won't be <laughs> more popular than tony finau <laughs> yeah Dude, you're gonna be the second pick finau. in the nfl draft bro yeah he's a, he's a professional golfer that dominates so you know he's he's got a pretty good gig <laughs> Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation, nine days away from the NFL draft. Zach, you mentioned that your life has changed so much over the last few months. So uh, let's kind of go down that path a little bit more, essentially from the time the bowl game finished to now latter part of April, a four-month period. 
how has your life changed the most? Yeah, well, you know, you got people pulling you in every single direction. I think that's, you know, the craziest thing. It's one person asking you to help them out with this. And, you know, can you come to this? Can you do this? Can you send me this? Can you speak to these people? You know, every single day, there's something new. And then, you know, then there's a lot of pluses. I have uh, people inviting me to cool events. You know, I was able to go to Steve Young's charity event this past weekend and, and how awesome that was to spend time with him and some other uh, former BYU legends and some of those quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, I had a great time. You know, I wouldn't be able to do that stuff if I was still at BYU. So, you know, there's definitely positives and negatives to the whole thing, but I just have to be able to cycle through, you know, make sure I get, get the priorities in uh, first, but you know, there's pulling in every direction. So I just got to make sure I handle my business. What did Steve and some of those legends from BYU tell you as, as uh, you know, a year ago, we weren't thinking, Hey, Zach's going to jump into that fold, but here we are, man. Yeah, really? It was, you got to get better at golf. I mean, that was the first thing. My golf game is terrible. So. <laughs> you're going to be a quarterback. You got to be a better golfer. That's hilarious. Oh, so funny. Zach Wilson on BYU Sports Nation. When your focus becomes football 24-7, you obviously have a great opportunity to grow in the game and, like you said, hang around a lot of great minds. Um, how have you – I guess, grown the most? Has it been more physically or more mentally over the past few months? Yeah, well, it's a little bit of everything. You know, I've worked, uh, I worked a lot on both, you know, but really it's understanding the NFL game, you know, what it takes, uh, the film study of, of understanding defenses, how, how it's different from college. Uh, and then obviously scheme-wise, it's going to be a lot different as well. Once I get to installing uh, whatever offense, you know, from whatever team drafts me, uh, it's going to be exciting because it's going to be a lot different than college um, and it's going to be a learning curve, but it's going to be something I'm excited for. QB 21 uh, airing with you and Kirk Herbstreet. What, what did we learn about you? What was that conversation like with Kirk? Yeah, really just trying to, trying to give him a little bit of my personality, you know, who I am. I'm a family guy and I got a small circle of good friends and uh, you know, somebody that comes from a, a big family, uh, somebody that's, you know, super grateful to be in this position and, and very humbled and, and willing to do whatever it takes to get to the next level. You know, I'm, I'm super excited for what the future has to offer. And I kind of wanted just to, to dip into my life a little bit. And so it was a great conversation with him, you know, kind of what things make me tick as a football player, and, uh, you know, what a great guy he is. And so it was cool to, you know, we watched a little bit of film. We had, you know, some surprise interview in the middle of the, the segment as well. And so uh, it was, it was a great, it was a great uh, interview with him. Who was who it with Zach? I can't wait to watch it tonight. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to watch. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. I know it airs later, but I want you anxious to watch it. Uh, we're, we're dialed in, that's for sure. Um, let's rewind a little bit more. You were talking about, you know, kind of just your path. I'm sure you went down that with Kirk Herbstreet, the ups and the downs. How did your decision to attend BYU impact your position as a top NFL draft prospect today? Well, it's crazy. You go back to high school and, and you wish you could play out every situation of every college and what the future is going to be for, be like for you. Uh, you know, it's a risk anywhere you go. And I think for me, it was a risk to go to BYU, you know, 419, a team that some say have struggled in recruiting who, you know, haven't done well uh, leading up to this point. And so it was a risk. It was a risk uh, for me to go there, but you know, it worked out. It was awesome. I had an amazing experience and I don't think uh, you know, things things would be going this well unless I went to BYU. I had such an amazing support staff, you know, at BYU with the people that helped me get to where I'm at, you know, such amazing teammates, guys that dedicated everything they had to to make sure that we were successful. And then being, a clo being close to home was awesome as well. I got to have the support system, my family just down the road. So 
uh, you know, it's so awesome for me how, how it worked out, how I had the ability to play as a freshman and, and play as a sophomore and uh, start something new, you know, having that new offensive staff come in and, and be part of something. It was awesome. I want to rewind back to the end of the 2019 season. And we, we've talked about that off season a lot and, and it's been well documented, but specifically that, that throw that didn't get to Micah Simon to end the bowl game and the juxtaposition of that with the throws that you made, uh, you know, during this past season, emotionally from that point, how did you pick yourself up to make sure I'm not going to miss that throw. I'm just not going to miss hardly any throws during this next season. Yeah, well, you know what's so crazy is uh, the anger I had after that sophomore season was so high, and I think it was it was really on myself. I didn't blame anybody but myself. You know, I could have played better, could have done better. I was frustrated and and how my shoulder felt, and I was frustrated in just my recovery process. But I knew it was a journey. I knew I was going to keep developing and getting better, and so uh, I knew it was just going to be a process. And so really. Uh, I think what a great experience that was for me because, you know, I, I experienced the highest of highs after my freshman year and the lowest of lows of my sophomore season. So uh, not a lot of uh, college guys can say that, you know, a lot of them have been at winning programs since their freshman year and they're in the national championship every single year. So I think it's such a benefit for me that I know what it's like, you know, to be on the low end of things because, you know, it's going to happen in the NFL. I'm going to hit some adversity and it's going to be tough. And I feel like I know how to handle it now, you know, just be able to put my head down and grind, not care what anybody else says. And so I think it was such a great uh, experience for me because, you know, I learned a lot, you know, going through that whole, that whole season. How'd you turn that emotion that you described as anger into something that helped you become the quarterback that's going to yield a top five pick? Yeah, it was just that motivation, you know, that chip on your shoulder, just like everybody says, you know, every single day I was just thinking about the way I felt after that season or after losing a game or not playing as good as I wanted to. You know, I just I just remembered what that felt like. And every single day I went to work and I was like, hey, you know, what? I don't really want to do this. I don't want to do that. I just remembered what that all felt like. And it made it easy for me to just grind and put my head down. And so now now I'm, when I'm in a situation where, you know, things are great and everyone's telling me how great I am all the time, you know, I have to. I have to go back a little bit and remember what that felt like, you know, to feel like crap after a game and to not play well. I have to remember what that felt like to just to just stay motivated because, you know, I haven't done anything yet. It was one good year and and we got so many, so many good years ahead. So I got to just keep doing the same thing. Well, that's where your dad, Mike, comes into play, right? Exactly. Mike, Mike is great at that role. <laughs> and, and you wear the wristband um, that says, you know, prove them wrong. Do you, do you go back and watch any of these plays or you just recall those feelings? Yeah, I go back and watch them a lot. You know, I always do an, an analysis <clears throat> after the season. I'll go back and even now, you know, now that I'm I'm a year or so ahead of, of my sophomore season, you know, quite a bit ahead, I'll even go back and just be like, okay, now that my perspective of that quarterback has switched, uh, I can go back and watch that stuff and just even think, you know, what have been the, the smarter play in this situation? What should I have done here? And, and there's still so many opportunities I can learn from of, of those experiences that I went through uh, in every single year that I played. And so uh, those were so good for me because every single year, you know, you, you pick up so many, so many good learning points. Zach Wilson on BYU Sports Nation. Obviously, your health and physical state are at the utmost importance to all of these teams that are looking at you, specifically the New York Jets and the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm sure you've been asked this question a million times by those teams, but how would you describe your overall health with your shoulder, the left and right labrums, your thumb, your hamstring, and so on and so forth? Yeah, 100%. You know, I feel awesome. I feel awesome. It's like the, you know, availability is the number one 
it's the number one key to playing the position the right way. And uh, I feel like I've done a better job of understanding, you know, how the recovery stuff works, the ability to, to slide in games. You know, I still definitely could have done a better job last year, but the ability to take care of yourself and avoid, avoid dumb hits. So I was able to come out healthy and, you know, the few little dings and, and dents that I got from last season, I kind of got rid of pretty quick. And so I feel great and I'm a hundred percent. I feel good. And I'm ready to go into the camp of whatever team picks me up. Let's talk about your relationship with John Beck. Uh, so obviously he's the guy that has Beck to Harleen and you're, you're a kid on the other side of that rooting for Utah at the time. So what did you first think of him and how has that relationship uh, flourished? Yeah, I had no idea when I first uh, met John and, in uh, in college my freshman year I was like wow you're the guy that threw that pass like you're old now like how long ago was that you know so, yeah it's crazy it's crazy how fast time flies because I remember when he was playing I remember that game you know like it was yesterday and like I always say you know when I was that age if someone would have told me hey that dude out there on the field is going to be your quarterback coach or one of your best friends and you're going to be a quarterback for BYU you know I would I wouldn't believe any of it you know it's so crazy how uh, life, ta life takes you on these crazy journeys. And so it's been amazing. And I've, I've loved working with him and he's made me such a better player. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to keep working with him, you know, for the rest of my career. He is just an old man though. Let's, let's get that right. <laughs> <laughs> we were in school with him. So we are subsequently yeah, also we're, old. We're, we're also yeah. there. It's yeah. as, uh, you know, Jamal Williams called us. We're just a bunch of middle-aged vanilla men. So there, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, thanks for the time, man. Uh, so excited for you. Nine days away from the draft. We wish you good luck. Stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Love how personable he is, how real he is to the matters. Um, also, I love that he said, I'm still a fanboy yeah. of Tony Finau and golf. Zach, I, I like it. He's I feel like I trust his ability to not let the attention and the national media go to his head because of everything that he has watched other quarterbacks in his situation do and then struggle with. So we'll see, but I think he has the capability to do that. I loved it at the very end where he was talking about, if you had told me that that guy, speaking of John Beck, would be my quarterback's coach, we'd be best friends, and that I'd be playing for BYU, I wouldn't have believed it. I think I speak uh, for all BYU fans when I say, we are certainly glad it turned out that way. You know what I mean? We are certainly glad. Yeah. All right, coming up, a home run hero from last night joins the show. And speaking of that home run and hero situation, where does it rank among the BYU-Utah rivalry series and those epic finishes among all sports? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Are you feeling like a rice and chicken bowl? Well, you will be after the latest BYUSN right now. <laughs> you check it out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thanks for that, because now I would like a rice and chicken bowl. You're always hungry. Always, seriously. I eat every two hours. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. All right, we mentioned this. Is Zach Wilson deciding to attend the NFL draft in person a smart move on his part? I think so. I think the NFL really wants their marquee top draft picks in person. They want to make the event feel bigger. It was all remote last year by necessity. 
So I think that this is a good thing for Zach. It'll make the experience that much yes. more unforgettable for him. Yeah, smart move, absolutely. And and beyond that, I put myself in his shoes. That is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I, I, would, I would want to be there, to be able to have that opportunity to walk on the stage, shake Roger Goodell's hand, Get that moment on the stage. Yeah. I, I think it's great. Take your pictures. Or yep. Maybe it's a fist bump. Maybe it's an elbow bump. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get the bear hugs the anymore hug. with the commissioner. But it's true. Yeah. Taysom Hill, speaking of the NFL, says he's changed his offseason training regime to be less Swiss Army knife, and now his focus is training to be a full-time quarterback. Jason, what does this mean for Taysom? and the New Orleans Saints this upcoming season. Well, it certainly means that he's going for the starting quarterback job. I mean, it's not a surprise. We know that he and Jameis Winston, it's going to come down to one of those two guys. I like that. I, 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 I'm a little concerned. So what is? So if, if, he's gonna, if he's not going to be as big, will he not have those opportunities as the Swiss Army Knife if he is not the starting quarterback? That's my question. Yeah, I don't know. And I think his role can still change after the battle for that starting quarterback position. Just because he's training to be a full-time QB right now doesn't mean that if he doesn't get it and loses that to Jameis Winston that Sean Payton's not going to say, hey, uh, I know you already know how to do all these other things as a Swiss Army knife. Are you cool doing this? Yeah. Uh, it's it's really a gamble because like he's your backup quarterback. You got to keep him healthy to some degree. All right, staying in the NFL, the league has changed the rule now, allowing running backs, tight ends, H backs, receivers, linebackers to wear single digit numbers. Now Kyle Van Oy said last night that it would be dope to wear the number three again, <laughs> which is obviously what he wear at BYU. But he's sticking with fifty three because too many folks have already bought that jersey. Should Van Oy go back to number three? I, I think this is a, a smart decision. This one will endear him to yes. the New England fans more. Yes. I mean, they want to sell more merchandise, so that would have helped New England make more money. Yeah. But I think this endears him to the fans by staying at number 53. No, I like the rationale. I think staying at 53 is the right move. Jason, we talked about last night's epic walk-off rivalry win for BYU softball. Martha Epinesa walking it off with a solo home run on the bottom of the seventh. Where does last night's win for softball rank on the all-time list of final plays or dramatic plays in the BYU-Utah rivalry history across all sports? Well, I mean, you know, there's nothing more than a walk-off home run in, in baseball, softball. I mean, that's that's it doesn't get bigger than that. I mean, in terms of that rivalry, Vecta Harleen has got to be number one. I, I think you have Brandon Doman in, in Lavelle's last game. At Rice Eccles Stadium, I think that the Ryan Kaneshiro doink. The clank, the Kaneshiro clank in 1998. Yeah. I was in Rice Eccles for that. <laughs> I'll never forget that 26-24 win. George, uh, Andrew George from Max yeah. Hall in overtime. I don't know. It's a top 10, certainly. It, it's not for like a conference championship, and a couple of those had conference implications. Yes. So it makes softball not feel as important, but the way that yes, that it's happened the way it ended. It's so yes. dramatic. Yep, no question about it. Alright, coming up, who will be the anchor for the BYU offense according to you? And as promised, the young lady that produced the heroics last night, Martha Epinesa, will join us on BYU Sports Nation. Understandably, she's feeling great. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Violet Zavodnik and BYU Softball look to extend their win streak to 14 tomorrow when they host San Diego in a doubleheader. Coverage begins 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Yeah, why not win both and just make the win streak 15, right? And then on Saturday, close out the sweep, make it 16 in a row. 
It's what they do, Jason. It's what they do, and that's what I expect them to do. They win a lot. And uh, speaking of winning and BYU women's softball, joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Martha Epinesa, who hit the walk-off home run in dramatic fashion last night against Utah. Martha, first and foremost, congratulations on the first home run of the season. It was incredible. How are you feeling right now? Um, I'm feeling... I'm feeling great. Um, I was, I was super due for that, and I'm just glad I came in clutch for my team. Um, it was a great team win, and yeah. How many times have you watched the highlight from last night? Um, I don't know. I just wanted to hear your voice scream my last name. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if I should apologize for the tenor of my voice going that high. So uh, I, I hope it was suitable to to capture the emotions of the moment. It was. My family loved it. They were like, that commentator's so great. He said, my name, he said her last name's so great. <laughs> That's important, It's right? an important part of it, it's, yes. It's number one. It's number one. Say the name right. All right, so Martha, you told us before we started the interview that, that you had not hit a walk-off home run before. So where does last night rank? in terms of your top moments or accomplishments in your career? That's definitely number one, I'd say. <laughs> that's that's pretty high up there. It was just a great moment for me, my team, and, you know, everyone, my cult, my family, just all we love, everyone who supports us, and I was just so happy to do it. Yeah, the celebration continued long after the game finished for good reason. But I want to rewind to right before the at-bat. You just watched your teammate and friend Hunter Ava tie it up with the solo home run. This after watching Utah hit a grand slam in the top of the seventh and kind of take the wind out of Gail Miller Field. But you tied it back up. So what's going through your mind right before you go up to see your first pitch? So after Hunter, as I saw her hit the ball, I knew it was going out, first of all. Um, she just fired me up. So that's that's exactly what I needed for my at-bat. Like, I had no doubts that something good was going to happen. Like, what was going through my mind at my at-bat, I was like, I'd either get a base hit or above. And I guess I chose above. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's what was going through my mind. She just, she just came in so clutch to tie the game and... I just bounced off of her energy, and we did that. <laughs> so take us through the at-bat, though, because obviously once you make contact and you realize what's going to happen, you're running the bases. You know what's coming. Do you even remember any of that? Or at that point, do you kind of black out because it's just sheer <laughs> euphoria at that point? Um, a little bit of both. Like, you, you take in the moment, but, like, I was, like, rewatching the video, and I, like, don't remember certain things that I was doing. So it's a little bit of both. Love watching you around the bases and then the celebration after you get the broken home run chain, which, correct me if I'm wrong, you are the one that introduced the gold home run chain to the locker room, right? Yes. Okay. It's actually my little brother's chain. I brought it from home. (laughs) (laughs) So you brought that bling, but then at some point in the game, it's broken. So can it be restored? Is it going to be retired or is that thing going to live on? Nah, it's it's durable. Like you just put the chains back in. It's just like when you go crazy, you know, things just start flying off. But I saw it and I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> I was like, 
Yeah, you wore it's my turn. I was like, think I finally got it. <laughs> yeah, I think at one point you had your helmet on backwards and the chain kind of draped around oh, your neck. My. One of my favorite yeah. images ever. That's that's one of the best things I've ever seen, Martha. <laughs> the camera usually doesn't get us after the you know after the fight song. So I was like, maybe I'm free from looking like a fool, but they got me. They got me. You know, it's one thing to see your teammates cheering you on and going crazy after something like that I have to imagine it's probably next level to see coach Eakin as excited as he was after that play what was that like oh he was he was fired up after Hunter hit her home run like he came up to me and he was like get inspired and I was like everybody's cheering so I was like what did you say? He, was like, he said it again, but like two times where he was like, get inspired. I was like, oh, okay. And then he went to Marissa and fired her up. She was the next at bat. And then after I hit my home run, he was just, I've never seen him that excited before in my life. So it was kind of, it was kind of a different thing, but I, I loved it. I love the energy that everybody had. It was great. Yeah. The emotional pendulum swing was epic last night. It just because Everything changed so quickly. In, in about a span of 12 minutes, you went from you're up 5-2, to two, now you're down 6-5, to five, now you're tied 6-6, six to six, and now you're walking it off 7-6. to six. So just the emotional swing in that 10- to 12-minute period w- was so wild, and that's what I was talking about with Coach Eakin after. But what did he say to you in the, in the huddle after the game, after it was uh, settled and you were somewhat calm on the sideline? Um after the game or yeah yeah just just right after the game after the celebration at home plate um after the game he was like that's that's what I'm talking about and then when we were in the huddle um he's like that's it's a great team win that's what the coaches had to say. that's all they had to say great team win that and being done with finals and then we asked if everybody was done with finals and then Alyssa Podorachek was not done with finals. so she <laughs> She kind of like, we booed her because we were going to cheer that we were done with finals. So, she <laughs> let us down Boo! on that part. But, Finish your yeah, finals. We... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, look, you're going to enjoy that type of performance regardless of who it's against. But I, how much sweeter was it that it happened against Utah? So, our first week of um, tournament play, we actually played them, and we took the L, and that was upsetting. So, I just, I I hate losing. Like, who, okay, who loves to lose? Nobody loves to lose, like, but um, just to that day, like, last night, I told myself and my team, like, we cannot lose this game, especially home. Like, our last time we played Utah home, they beat us, and I believe, they like hit third on the home plate for some reason ooh, after the ooh. game. Okay. Just some, you know, some disrespect. So we had to, we had to give back to them. So this win for us and Cougar Nation is just, you know, love it. Unforgettable, for sure. Martha Epinesa, BYU third baseman with us on BYU Sports Nation, hit the walk-off home run to beat Utah last night. I do want to give a shout-out to one of your teammates, Riley Jensen, for making a throw from left field to home plate. And I felt like it kind of saved the emotions of the game from entirely going off the rails. But that third out, I felt like kind of put you guys back in the moment. How do you feel about it? That definitely was a clutch move. Like, that that game was definition of – um, a team win like without great pitching like we couldn't you know 
produce those outs, like more hits would go in. Without good defense, like Riley's play, like infield, all, all of these things. Without that, like without her getting that out, like who knows, like maybe she could have scored another rally. So just good on Riley to come in clutch. Hunter, Ava, me, like team win all the way. Martha, congratulations again. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to go out and uh, play well against San Diego. And uh, here's to wins 14, 15, and 16 in a row. Thanks. Thank you guys for having me. You Have got, a good one. You got a Martha Epines on the Deseret First Credit Union Highline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Coming up, who's your anchor for the BYU offense next year in football? And, and our rise and shout-outs. Maybe we should give one to softball. We'll see. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's get you a quick update from the Women's West Coast Conference Golf Championships. BYU currently sits in first at one over. All right. With three Cougars tied for second at even par. Let's go, ladies. Our question of the day. Who will be the anchor of the BYU football offense in the approaching 2021 season? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Nathan Salt on Twitter says it has to be Tyler Algier and the rest of the running backs group. That said, having a reliable tight end, Isaac Rex, has always been a plus for BYU quarterbacks. It's okay for Tyler to be the guy right now. The quarterback has to become the alpha, Jason. Has to become the anchor. Alpha and anchor are two different things, Uh, in my opinion. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. It's got to become the anchor. He's got to become the number one guy, the the captain. BYU quarterback has to be that guy. Look, and, and like I said earlier, I, I think there are a lot of guys that would fit into this. Right now, I am going with Tyler Algier. Today's Rise and Shoutouts, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's team up for a collective shout-out to BYU Softball for delivering one of the more memorable victories over Utah in the history of the entire BYU Athletic Department. Well, and, and not, not just because of that, certainly big, but obviously 13 in a row, 13 just cruising straight. right now, just cruising. Everything on the line, oh, so epic. Our thanks to today's guest, Martha Epinesa of BYU Softball and BYU quarterback Zach Wilson one week from the NFL Draft. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Josue Rivera. We'll see you tomorrow for episode 2000 of BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs!